Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. What a joy, what a joy it is to be with Elgin as we together will share God's Word with you. Thank you for joining us for the Bible Speaks we always look forward to an opportunity to to parse God's word and rightly divide the word of truth so that we may help steer and clear the vision toward the benefits of accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. And yeah, there are benefits. First of all, he is more than a benefit. He's our benefactor. He's our Lord. And, and as you rightly said, Elton, Jesus Christ is Lord. He is our Heavenly Father's way of attaching us into the family of God. Now, I know those who believe that you don't need to do anything, but it is clear Jesus said, if you believe. Paul repeats it, if you believe. And Paul goes all the way back to Abraham where it says that he what? Believed God. That's right. And it was accounted to him for what? Righteousness. Righteousness. Yes. So today, what do you want to share in particular with the people who are listening to us everywhere? For many people, the thought of true surrender and giving your life to God is, is held up by the belief that your past was so wretched and it was so bad that God couldn't possibly use you. So today we wanted to talk to you about new beginnings in the lives of people that we've read about in Scripture and how you too will experience new beginnings and have experienced new beginnings if you're hearing my voice. Yes, yes. Um, and Elgin, before the, we came to the mic, I shared with you and some of those who have listened to me over the years know this, January is special for me. At the end of this week, I will have celebrated my 77th birthday. That's a good number. I like that number. Very good number. But unfortunately, that's not the whole story. Is it? <laughs> that's right. Um, that's 77 years of my second birth. And I give God thanks and urge you to have a new birth. Uh, Aldrin, what does it mean to have a new birth? That we have been born again, that in Christ we are a new creation, that we have the mind of Christ and that we strive to do all that we have been taught to do, all that he inspires us to do, and then to draw a closer relationship that he will even guide what we do. Yeah, you know, I... I read a statement yesterday. I still haven't absorbed it thoroughly, but Brother Martin Luther King 
because he said, a person who hasn't found something to die for, who doesn't have something to die for, doesn't deserve to live. Mm. Now, I'm not sure if that's an accurate statement, but it's food for thought. And I found that when I came to Jesus Christ, who was willing to die for me, not just willing, but executed that will, I said, by the grace of God, I'm willing to die for Jesus. Now, don't you help me? I'm not seeking any help in that regard. (laughs) (laughs) What you have to consider, you know, even in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 31b, Paul says, I die daily. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the death of us to us can be about our flesh, about us putting to death those things that cause separation between us and God, not allowing the culture's way of doing things to interfere with our purpose and our assignments and being able to create a relationship that will allow you to hear from God through the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, let, let's start at the beginning then, Elder. Uh, I'm thinking about a woman who, for all practical purposes, was coming to know Jesus for the first time. And then afterwards, we want to look at somebody who was in relationship with God but wanted. Now, the woman I'm thinking of is a woman Jesus met at the well of Sychar, the story in John 4. When she met Jesus, you know, she was, people have all sorts of things to say about her, and I suppose the circumstantial evidence supports the fact that she wasn't a good girl. She may be a woman with trees, but she may not have been. But again, the evidence is sort of against her. But when the Lord wanted to reach into her own heart, he wanted her to reach into her own heart, to admit who she was or where she was. And so he asked her for her husband. And honestly, she said, I don't have a husband. And then Jesus says, I know, you've had five. And you're living with a guy now who's not your husband. And she became very religious. She said, you know, our fathers worshipped in this mountain. I mean, so many of us, including perhaps you before you, really said yes to Jesus. And perhaps me, we have a little religious box somewhere. But when we challenge, we kind of open the little box. Doesn't mean a great deal. And in this case, the Lord Jesus turned her attention away from her religious box and gave her the story of redemption. Now, it may not have happened in the same way with you. It didn't happen in the same way with me. But it happened. Tell us about that one more time. I think that the opening of our eyes have to coincide. Yeah, I, I when people ask me about being saved, I said to them, our our best use of what God has given us as talents is when our spiritual mind and our logical mind meet the same place. And and when we understand truly the gift that we were given in Christ's uh, death, burial, and resurrection, then our progressions through life are are much more accepting. We're much more open. We're much more open to relationships with others and taking in information. So 
thereby with the woman at the well, when Jesus began to share the fact that he was going to give her living water, you know, God said he put a measure of himself in all of us. And so the part that was in her recognized it. Well, Elton, when she recognized it, it is evident that she changed. Yes. He, the Bible says she asked for that living water. I would like to take a moment now and invite somebody listening to embrace that living water. It's an act of faith, my friend. You don't have to be in the cathedral or the gospel hall or the Baptist church. You don't have to be in any of these institutions. You simply, by faith, have to meet Jesus at the cross and say, I believe, I confess that I'm a sinner and I want Jesus. It's the beginning of a brand new life. In fact, it says that the woman left her water pot, went into the town, and told the men. It's interesting, talking about the character she probably was, and at that time of the day, I'm told, in the Eastern custom, women didn't come in the middle day to draw water. They came cool in the morning. But it may be other wives wouldn't talk to her. They had her up for reason A, B, C, and D. But she left and she went where she was known, where she had a bad testimony. And she told them she found Jesus. Now, that's the next step. Once you're a believer, you have the responsibility of sharing. Just as you noted about Saul. I mean, he was a persecutor of Christians until he had the vision of Jesus on the road to Damascus and then went on to write the vast majority of the the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And so even though he may have been a bad report and even there when Stephen was stoned to death, God's ability to use him superseded his past and the new beginning that he was to undertake is epic to our understanding of Christ and the new covenant. Mm -hmm. And you know, my spiritual father (laughs) preaches a sermon on this passage and he asks the question, why did she leave her water pot? And he suggests three or four reasons. He said, she left it because it was heavy and she wanted to run unhindered. And then he makes a a big deal of that. He said, now, the things in our lives that once we come to the Lord Jesus, we have to leave behind. Now, we don't, we don't leave them behind in order to get saved, but now that we are in Christ, new creatures, we really want to be free. Um, in Philippians, in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 9 and 8 and 9, it says that we're saved by grace through faith, that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, that any man should both. But we're saved, verse 10 says, unto good works. Yes. So we're called upon to show our new life by what we do and what we say. And um, another almost comical application, Harold Wilder, a mix of this story said she wanted to leave something with Jesus so she could come back. (laughs) And um, in a very real sense, you and I are called upon to leave something with Jesus. He says that Jesus calls it what? Laying up laying up treasure in heaven? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and Paul says, 
forgetting those things which are behind. But not necessarily in the sense of not referencing them, but not allowing them to become an anchor yes. instead of a sail. Yes. Stepping stones. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and also, I, I love the, the idea that she came with a vessel to be filled for a human need and left filled into her spiritual need. Amen. Well, there's somebody listening to us right now who thought life consists of the abundance of the things they possess. And now they're meeting Jesus and they can go away from today's conversation claiming that Jesus, as many as received him, to them he gives the power to become children of God. Imagine pray with us that someone listening will say yes to Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. Lord, and we ask that you reach out and touch that person's heart, the one that is on the fence, Lord, that understands what needs to be done, but not too sure that they know how. Mm. And Father, we ask that uh, through the aid of the Holy Spirit that you touch their heart and let them step forward and say, I believe and I surrender, and that I too want to be one counted in those who have entrusted our lives to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm. Father, we ask these and all blessings in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And until next week at the same time, this is Audley and Elgin saying, be prayerful and be expectant. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida 34478.